Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. Watch. Chop. Retrofit. Florence Bates is far different than actual Bates. Yeah, it is, but you know. It's like that time that the former mayor complimented me on my karaoke song. That's Florence Bates. Hell yeah. But this isn't a red carpet podcast. Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. I am your host, Brubashan, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Chelsea the Regulator. That's me. And, of course, we're glad to have, back on the show, the podfather himself, Travis Ito. Thank you for having me, and a happy new year to all the chop shoppers out there. Absolutely. Happy new year. We're probably going to kerplunk this one on the day, and so you'll be hungover, and we'll be hungover, and we'll listen to the show together. Hell Yeah. So, uh, as is tradition, this is going to be our best of episode, uh-huh. and uh, this year it's the top twenty-two of twenty twenty-two. Is it is it sustainable? No. To keep adding a movie every no. year. No. I think it is within no. within our lifetimes, probably. Yeah. But still, like, if the three of us all did a list, we'd yeah, be here forever. It would be too long. Yeah, way too long. So we're going to kind of modify the format just a little bit. Chelsea is just going to weigh in with her two cents worth. And well, any other any other things that she's going to judge. I mean, my fucking she's gonna opinion judge. is yes. worth more than well, two cents. Uh, Thank one, you, Your Honor. If there's one thing Chelsea does well, it's judge. May I approach the bitch? I mean, bench. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> I'm already on, I'm already uh, in contempt. Yeah. As also is the tradition ah. for the top twenty-two of twenty-two, we break out. And uh, uh, actually, we dive into the cellar and we break out some Bourbon County bottles from years past that are gradually reaching maturity. Liquid preparation for an afternoon nap. Exactly. Yes, yes. I told Travis via text, I said, bring your... My drinking pants. Yeah, bring your drinking pants. So today we're going to kick off with a 2020 bottle of Bourbon County. These usually take about two years to even start to mature. Okay. And this is the wheat wine ale aged in bourbon barrels with... Apple, cinnamon, and natural caramel flavor. Sounds festive. It sounds festive. And, of course, if you don't like it, don't feel like you have to drink the whole bottle. Oh, we're, we're pouring tasters, right? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> don't sound so scared. <laughs> I was a little bit apprehensive there. You made I was like, nervous. I do have to drive home. <laughs> well, it's not that far. It's true. Um, but, yeah, happy holidays, everybody. I hope everyone had uh, ample time with their preferred loved ones right and hopefully your um travel plans didn't get snowed on hopefully you weren't flying southwest oh yeah that's uh that was a a real shit show this is not a stout by the way clearly a wheat wine Mm -hmm. Um, i can smell the apple yeah it tastes like apple cobbler or maybe apple crisp Uh, i'm thinking like an apple crisp like an apple pie the crumbles on the top? Yeah, yeah, got yeah. the crumbles on the top, yep. Got the crystalline, sugary... That's nice. Oh, wow. I couldn't drink a lot of them just because of oh, the sweetness. Shit. Yeah, do you want some of this? No, I'll just, you know... Just give me the high sign if you would like some more. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can get an ABV on this one. Look, Can I guess? Of course. Um, I'm going to say 10.2%. Was I high or low? 10.2, you're low. Uh-oh. 11... Point four, no, fourteen point three, fourteen point six. Oh, so we're coming in hot. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Starting off strong. 
All right, so let's get this show on the road. Travis, you're the guest, so I get to go first. And we're going to, and of oh, course, yeah. as we say every year, these are in no particular right. order. And also, we are not professionals. We don't have access to all films. Mm-hmm. For example, I've yet to see the whale. Yeah, I I think that I would I would like to have seen that one before making this list, but it just wasn't available to us. So there are probably some quality films that we're right. not going to talk about here. So don't add us on Twitter or on Gmail, cinemachopshop at gmail.com. Every year, every year, we get the avalanche of letters uh-huh. of all well, the films that we forgot. Listen, Snail mail. As the judge, I fucking welcome you to add us, and then I'll make you cry. Okay, so Chelsea has thrown down the gauntlet. Regulator! All right, guest, go first. All right, the first one on my list that is in no particular order is The Batman. Okay. Yeah, Robert Pattinson's uh, Batman portrayal, probably the best since Christian Bale, which was the best since Michael Keaton. While you're looking it up, I will say this barely did not make my list. Okay. Just slipped right off. I, I At the time, I think I even said this on the show, really enjoyed it as a detective story. Yeah. I think Commissioner Gordon was fantastic. Oh, he was... That's the reason I love the movie. Yeah. Um, as a Batman film, it was I was satisfied with it. It was okay. Okay, I found my... Um, He's too angsty. ...review. I really liked it. Great performance and tone. My only gripe is that it could have been trimmed down to about, or by about 15 to 20 minutes. Oh, and that Colin Farrell is just playing Robert De Niro from The Untouchables. True. Yeah. Agreed. Um, All right, well, then my (coughs) my first film on the list is Decision to Leave. I have not heard of this. This is a a Korean film. This is uh, from the director of Old Boy. And it is a... Strange, hard to categorize film. There are detective elements. There are film noir elements in that you have a femme fatale. But then there's also a romance that overarches the entire film. And without giving too much away, um, a woman is under suspicion for killing her husband and very quickly kind of uh, falls for the detective who's investigating her and he falls for her. And I'll leave it at that. It's very good. Um, about two and a half hours long. Had a lot of elements that I I liken to uh, the film In the Mood for Love, Japanese film uh, of um, longing and unrequited love. So uh, some cool stuff in there. So did you just pick movies that nobody else has seen? So I know. I was just going to say, <laughs> you're like the OG hipster. No. Like, holy fuck. You I did this a Korean movie. It. It's two and a half hours long. You wouldn't understand. Subtitles. <laughs> Frequent guest Todd recommended yeah. this to me. Okay. I've seen this movie talked about for Oscar buzz, and it's it's good. It's a good film. You should check it out. All right. So it's back to me. Yes. Unless Chelsea has something to say. I think you said it. Shut up. <laughs> Don't fucking tell me what to do. (laughs) My next one is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think it was without question going to be on this list. One of the best movies of the year, um, of the past few years, really. Uh, That was going to be my next movie to talk about, so I'm glad you beat me to the punch. I said A Triumph. Granted, I have not seen that other thing, but this is the real multiverse of madness. <laughs> and Chelsea and I did an episode entirely dedicated to right. those two films. Yes. Yeah. So listen to that and you can hear my thoughts and opinions. I think Jamie Lee Curtis deserves the best supporting nod for this film. Oh, yeah. She was incredible. I also liked, um, and I'll butcher his name, Kay, Kay Lee Kwan or whatever, the guy from Goonies and 
uh, Indiana Jones with his triumphant return. Yeah, I thought he was very good in that. Um, I like the themes of um, family and fucked up family. Yeah. That kind of stuff is, is good because I think a lot of us can relate to it. For sure. Chelsea. Is there a koozie in here? Um, I didn't bring Tupaca out and like my hands. Is are... it a bottle? You yeah. need a bottle koozie? I don't I don't even care. Just something that will cover it just a little bit. Yeah, there used to be one here. here. Are you sure? Thank you. Yeet. Got that strong arm from throwing the ball for Max. <laughs> he loves it. <gasps> yeah, how is Max He's doing? He's good. He's good. Very good. Um, all right, then I'm going to jump in with uh, the next film. Uh, just saw it yesterday, I believe. It's The Woman King. I finished this yesterday. With Viola Davis. So I liked it. Good. It didn't make my list, but I liked it. What the fuck is wrong with you? Redo your list. Apparently. <laughs> John Boyega was fantastic. Uh-huh. And I did not. I knew that John Boyega was in the movie, and I was still looking at this guy going, man, that guy playing the king is really good. Yeah. Who is that? He somehow got more handsome for this movie. Right? Oh, right? God, yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, also, I'm a sucker for any movie where there's a female lead that kicks ass. Yeah. And there are multiple. Yeah. Well, there are elements of this film that are taken straight from the Wonder Woman mythology. Okay. Um, Hippolyta and the Amazons and the daughter coming up and, you know, making the ranks. And I'm watching this and I'm like going, well, hell, no wonder James Gunn killed off the uh, Wonder Woman franchise in light of this. This is how you do it. Yeah. I thought it was a fantastic movie. A lot of nice, satisfying violence and a lot of cool, epic, noble you know, royalty type storylines involved. At- well, they kind of have like soap opery storylines within this, but yeah. it's so subtle and it's done so beautifully that you're not like disgusted by it. Yeah. Lots of great action too. Oh, oh yeah. It's really good. Uh, you know, there are even some things, of, elements of Spartacus in the, yes. involved here. I mean, there's some really cool classic I loved it. elements that make this a really fun film. And I think it needed more chatter. I than am what the woman got. king. No, I am the woman king. <laughs> Um, all right, back to you, sir. Nope. Yep. I'm picking Jordan Peele's Nope. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like it as much as Get Out, but I liked it a lot, and it's, it should be judged on its own entirely because oh, yeah. it's a completely different animal. It's kind I'd of in say. the middle of my list, and I did enjoy it very much. Chelsea has a lot of cool things to say about this okay. in terms of your fascination with the color. With the color green? Yeah. It, it's in there a lot really and it looks very intentional and i'm going well why the fuck are you doing this like what is the thing behind this there's a lot of like subtleties like that that i was picking up on um it's a western as well as a as a space film oh yeah and then the like rival the rival family i I still think that it's too early to spoil this movie i think there's definitely people who have not seen it i'm not spoiling anything but it's cool. There's a lot of cool stuff in this movie and the uh, actors were really, really good. And I will just emphasize that in my review, I said, don't judge it by or compare it to Peel's previous films because it's a completely different animal. Yeah. Emphasis on the last three animals. (laughs) Um, Then I'm going to go next with uh, glass onion. Okay. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm still not getting past Daniel Craig's southern accent. Well, you know me. I mean, that was my gripe about the first one. Right. I could not stand Daniel Craig's character. Yeah. And I could not stand how he portrayed the character in the first one. The second one, I said, all right, I know what I'm getting, so I'm just going to accept it and let let this ride. And despite the bad accent, I found him to be a little bit more charming in this one. Um, Jan- Janelle Monet 
amazing. Was phenomenal. She is. Sharp. I've I've been on the Janelle Monet train since the Arch Android. Oh, so. totally. I mean, she is she is show stoppingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Her her characters are great. And, and when they when they make that switch that mm-hmm. happens, um, her southern accent was better than his. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. She definitely had that uh, Georgia accent mm-hmm. going on. Um, I liked the um, Elon Musk element. Yeah, and there are some little details that are so freaking good, and you, I, you should go back and watch them. The Mark Rothko painting hanging on mm-hmm. the wall—it's upside down. Oh, really? Kind of like the Matisse. Uh, La Bateau that was in the Museum of Modern Art upside down for like two weeks before somebody noticed. Right. Well, you know, with Rothko, it's easy to make that mistake. Mm-hmm. And given his character and who he is without right. giving away too much, it just fits. Can I? I think I can point out a plot hole without spoiling. Okay. So there's a point in the movie where we see that uh, one of the characters has a tape recorder. Right. Why was that tape recorder not utilized later when the full Bond villain confession speech was happening? I thought that too. I I thought that, and I think that it was intentional that they didn't, because that's kind of what you expect to happen. Mm. However, why introduce it then? Because it does seem like the easiest way to wrap things up instead of a very convoluted, which I know that's the whole point of the, uh, the, the character in these stories are very much a murder. She wrote kind of yeah. Agatha Christie kind of uh, way to solve these, these mysteries. Another cool thing to point out is that in between knives out and glass onion, the um, director, Ryan uh, Johnson, Ryan Johnson confirmed to the public that the character of LeBlanc or Blanc is gay. Well, yeah, that was kind of obvious. But they leaned into it in this one by yeah, showing him with his housemate, played by Hugh Grant, <laughs> which was pretty cool. <clears throat> Chelsea, have you had He's a like, chance to watch this? Are you in the bath again? No, and I'm bored of talking, listening to you guys talk about it. Okay. Oh, so it's back on me? <clears throat> back to you, sir. I'm going with Ty West's first movie of the year, X. Um, a campy horror film, slasher film. Um, set around a low-budget porno shoot, and uh, things come to light over the weekend that they are there. I really liked it. What did I say at the time? I'm just a big fan of Ty West in general also. His previous films are great, maybe with the exception of In the Valley of Violence, which was odd. I said, um, director Ty West, The Roost and Innkeepers, returns to the horror genre for A24 with his first film in six years, Mia Goth is phenomenal. I agree. And so is uh, the it girl, Jenna Ortega. Yeah, she's Wendy, right? Yeah, she's mm-hmm. the kind of modest coming along uh-huh. to work on the crew and then kind of sheds her skin a little bit. In a way, yeah. And uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it very much. I'm going to do the logical thing then and I'm going to jump in and say Pearl is also on my list. Okay. I loved Pearl. I thought Pearl was great. There I were... didn't like it as much as X, but like you said, it was a great companion piece to it. I yeah, I thought it was great. I really liked some of their nods to classic film of <laughs> yesteryear. Mm-hmm. I loved her Pollyanna kind of persona, and um, 
there was definitely references to the Wizard of Oz. I oh, think yeah. we talked about it at the time. Totally. And I think that they've laid the groundwork for a lot of cool stuff to kind of come to fruition in the third in the trilogy. I think that that is going to be neat because I'm really wondering about that crazy TV preacher. Yeah. From the first one. From and the, well, thir- the third one is going to be Maxine. Yes. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Chelsea. I think I think he was really smart in the way he approached this. Like it's Pearl is not just a straight up like sequel or prequel. It's totally fucking different than um X. It's completely different in tone. In yeah, style. and I think the third one is kind of supposed to be along the same thing where it's different than the first two. That's great. Which yeah, I love. I think Innovative. that's awesome. Keep doing what you're doing, Ty West. Uh my next one is Glass Onion, and I think we spoke about that enough according to the judge. Yes. And <laughs> that will bring me to uh, a movie that I know she's going to approve of because it was so amazing. Barbarian. <laughs> Barbarian. Have you, you guys, motherfucker. Have you noticed that uh, Anthony Kiedis in the 2020s is turning into Justin Long? Wait, Justin Long is turning into Anthony Kiedis? No, it's the no. other way around. The other way around? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Barbarian, one of the most fucked up horror movies I've ever seen. Um, I'll agree with that. You've got, you've got opinions about the portrayal of women in it. We've talked oh, about fuck, that yeah. before. Uh, what did I say at the time? I said, one of the scariest movies I've seen recently, Justin Long is exquisitely hateable and he's not even the real antagonist. Nice cameo from Banana Boy number one, Kurt Braunholer. That's a shout out to our peers, the Bananas podcast. Nice. Very nice. <clears throat> I don't really have much else to add to it. I know yeah. that uh, we've talked about it at great lengths on the show. And uh, it's not on your list. It actually it was. It's third from last on my okay. list. So yeah, I did put it on there. I there are elements of the film that I really like. I love the the fact that it starts out like a meet cute yeah. that tests the boundaries of trusting mm-hmm. strangers, and then it flips the script, and the character the main character acts very out of character in that she begins to trust strangers. Multiple times that character changes her attitude towards so, yeah. trusting people. So yeah, that, that there's some. Some, some crazy things to unpack with that movie. And I think a lot of people still are unpacking them. And Chelsea, of course, has made her opinions. I mean, well go known. listen to that because I ain't trying to kill my vibe. Okay. So my next film I'm going to select is uh, the new one starring Kate Blanchett, Tar. Have not seen it yet. <clears throat> All right. It's it's one I need to go back and, and rewatch again. I really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. I'm not... A hundred percent sure what they're trying to say to me. That's why I need to go back and rewatch it again. But she's like, I left the movie going, do I hate Kate Blanchett or am I in love with her? I'm really still kind of unsure. It's a head scratcher. She is, uh, my review was at what price fame? Yeah. Because she is extremely ambitious. She wants to be that pinnacle conductor of, of, you know, the, the orchestra in Berlin. Um, and, she has to do some some she has to step on some people to get there and sooner or later that house of cards can come tumbling down and it is based on a real person correct yes that's my understanding but i'm not familiar with the actual person i don't know either i'm I'm really unsure i really don't know how much is truth and how much is fiction um but it will make you question you know like chelsea said how do i feel about this person Right. Well, I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't like that person, but I think the the movie in itself, the message, 
I'm not 100% sold, but I'm just wondering if there's a self-reflective piece going like, at, what are you willing to do mm. to get yourself ahead? And will you face those consequences? And uh, I liked it. Gotcha. I'm, it's still marinating. Gotcha. All right, over to me. Yes. I've got one that's just plain fun. It's Bullet Train. Okay. Bullet Train is on my list. This is an ensemble cast action movie. It feels like a Guy Ritchie movie, even though it's not. Um, and it's all set on one high-speed train. What did I say? Well, while you're looking for that, the only mm-hmm. train movie that I will acknowledge is Last Unstoppable. Train. Last Train to Busan. The Taking of Pelham 123. <laughs> the Train to Busan. Yeah. Train to Busan is great. That's the only train movie that I recognize. What about the other? Um, <clears throat> nope, they're dead. The other, the, there's a sequel or prequel to that called. Nope, haven't seen it. It's dead to me. Something Station. Yeah. Soul, Soul Station. Soul. I said. That's the Soul um, Train. <laughs> Spelled Soul An absolute. <laughs> <laughs> an absolute thrill ride. Every cast member leaves it all on the field. Okay. I've not seen this. You've got Brad Pitt and Aaron Taylor Johnson and various other heavy hitters. Joey King's in there. Brian Tyree Henry, um, who people would know from Atlanta. Michael Shannon, Sandra Bullock, and also um, Bad Bunny. Over to you, sir. Um, Speaking of uh, uh, heavy hitters, in terms of voice casting, I went with Benicio Del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, fuck. It was good. It was dark. I really respect the fact that they went legit stop motion. There's a documentary that goes along with it where you see they hand carved all of the characters. and um, But it is dark. Yeah. I fucking wrote an email to Netflix over this movie. It And not for kids, really. No, well, but when you go like, to the kids portion on Netflix, it's yeah. the first fucking thing that is thrown in their face. And they'll definitely have questions after watching this. Yeah, I don't think it's appropriate because it really confuses death to them. You know, it's a it's bound to happen because there's some babysitter who who's like, I'll just turn on Netflix for these exactly. kids. Exactly. And it's in the kids section. And I wrote them an email over it. Was, it. it was heated. It's I, just I had this discussion ridiculous. with Todd and as Todd echoed what I said. I watched Watership Down as a kid. Yeah. So I'm Cry a, me a I'm river. A, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, but at the same time, like death is real in that one. Pinocchio confuses this concept. It is confusing. That's I, why I, I say I'll grant no. you that for sure because it yeah. Uh, I still I loved it. I loved it as well. It was probably one of the most fucking horrific films I've ever seen, and I would sh- don't want to talk about it. That's what he was going for, though. Yeah, I know. That's his style. I got it. All right, over to me. Wait, I have a question. Did yes. you watch She Said? Have you seen it yet? I have not. Damn it. Okay. Uh, that's. Wait, I'm confusing it with Women Talking. There's something called Women Talking that's coming out soon too. No, She Said about Harvey Weinstein. Oh. With um. What's her name? Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. I know I haven't seen it, but I w- right. I'll give it a watch. My next one, I pray that you like this. It's the movie Prey. Now, I've heard all the criticisms. Oh, she looks she looks too beautiful to be out in the wild like that. But I thought it was one of the best Predator movies they've <clears throat> ever made. Uh, let's see. We've got reviews. I said, I'm a sucker for Native American settings. But this might be the best Predator movie. Also, I can't remember. Uh, Amber Mid-Thunder. Mid-Thunder was great in it. 
I this is on the back half of my list. I too loved it. I thought that it was a great uh, installment in a very tired franchise. I was very pleasantly surprised yeah. when uh, when it was good. Yeah, but uh, I do like Amber Mid Thunder. I've been a fan of hers since the TV show Legion. So right. anytime she shows up, uh, I'm excited, mm-hmm. and uh, she she crushed it. Oh, by the way, I've opened the bottle of 2020 Bourbon County. Did the other one get killed? No, it's not okay. killed. It's still here. Uh, but this is their oatmeal stout aged in bourbon barrels with coffee and maple syrup. Hmm. Okay. This will not be for Chelsea because she does not like maple syrup. Nope. Take your fucking maple syrup back to Vermont, eh? Oh, that's nice. I told you how I ended up on the front page of a local Canadian newspaper, right? Over or maple syrup. A tirade over maple syrup. <laughs> so there's this little in a town. public restaurant. There's this little town um, near us that would hold a maple syrup festival. And they had like this big pancake breakfast. Yeah. Well, I fucking love pancakes. I goddamn hate maple syrup. So I brought Aunt Jemima with me. Right. And, and then I ended up on the... F- for so long, I didn't know that Aunt Jemima was not maple syrup. I just assumed it was. Uh, Mrs. Butterworth's, is that maple syrup? No. What the hell? Maple syrup's very expensive. So no. Actual maple syrup. Yeah. I just don't like. I don't I'm like sure there's fresh. maple flavoring. Yeah, it's just not. You guys go for some flapjacks right now. <laughs> <laughs> totally. My turn. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm totally fine. Oh, I fucking love this movie. So good. It's on my list as well. Um, tell us what you have to say about it. I just think that uh, Natalie Morales can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Everything I see her in makes me feel good about life, and she just kills it. Yeah, she really does. All and right. And, this, and this... it's a touchy subject, and they handled it with humor, mm-hmm. and Chelsea can take it from here. This movie makes more sense in terms of talking about death than Pinocchio. That's all I was going to say. Well said. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who's the lead in this uh, besides... Brittany something. Brittany runs a marathon. What the fuck's her oh, name? Oh, oh from... from uh, Workaholics. Workaholics, yeah. yeah. She's great. Travis. Jillian Bell. Thank yes. you. Jillian Bell. Um, I set out standing performances from Jillian Bell, Jillian Bell and Kyle Newichek, one of the creators of Workaholics. But Natalie Morales is on another level in this drama, comedy, sci-fi. And I'm using the word comedy with... I'm treading lightly on that oh, word. Oh, yeah. Because it's, there's some sad shit in this movie, but there's also some laugh-out-loud funny parts. Um, like, don't you guys just want to... Listen to Papa Roach and throw right. shit in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next one is 3,000 Years of Longing. This is the Tilda Swinton uh, genie movie where Idris Elba is a genie and she opens the, the lamp and they go through the... And she's a she's an academic. She's like a uh, philosophy or ethics or something professor and has written books and logic is is playing into her every thought um but it was really kind of beautiful let's see what i said Three Thousand years of longing a visually splendorous and captivating gin story intended for adults plus i watched it in three sittings so only 1000 years at a time <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> i've not seen this so uh I, I think it would be worth a watch. Based it is on, good. Based on your review. Yeah. I'm going to throw in one more and then we'll take an intermission. Uh, I'm going to talk about Vesper. Yeah. Oh, hell yes. <clears throat> I love Vesper because it is a low budget, lo-fi, sci-fi 
with excellent world building in a time where we're supposed to have accepted rules about post-apocalyptic worlds and that kind of thing. And yes. this one kind of tips some of that shit on its ear. It has elements of stalker and it's mundane. It's depressing. It's sad. And, but it's also kind of uplifting and it has that neat tie in with plants. Yeah. And I think they've kind of set it up for a sequel. I fucking hope. And so. I really hope that they that would follow be cool. through with it. I said very innovative sci-fi set in a dystopian future and centered around bioengineering. Also, the um, the main character, Vesper, played by Raffaella Chapman, she was very good, and I think that we're probably going to see bigger things from her. Oh, for sure. I should hope so. I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really uh, a surprising film out of out of the blue, just kind of popped up. So yeah, let's let's, let's take a break. Uh, we're at halfway point, and. Uh, who wants to who wants to lead us off and take us out? Oh, do you mean not before we say let's all go to the lobby? Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves some best boy burgers. Okay. What's a best boy burger? Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're back, everybody. Thank you. For, Hello. Thank you for Hi patiently yeah. waiting during intermission. Uh, I peed in the yard. I peed in the I yard. I didn't. Because uh, she's a lady. I fucking am. But she did get her little uh, Tupac koozie. <clears throat> Very nice. I remember uh, some randos came into the brewery and they were like, yeah, we make these. You want some? And I was like, yes, I want this one. And I want this one. And I want <laughs> this one. Uh, going vintage now. This is the oldest one I've got in the collection. 2016 Bourbon County straight up. I should up. have just waited for that because I went back to the first one. Ooh, it's hard to go back to that yeah. after you've gone down the coffee Ooh. rabbit hole there. Um, well, while you're pouring that, I will go ahead with my next selection on the best 22 movies of 2022. According to me, in no particular order, I've got Bob's Burgers, the movie. Nice. Now, I was waiting on this for like, it feels like a solid two years they said they were going to make this movie. Right. And I was like waiting, waiting with bated breath. And uh, it came out and I was like, yes, this was exactly what I expected and more. It's basically like a four episode arc of the TV show with more musical numbers. Let's see what I said about it at the time. So much fun. All that you could ask for and more. Like a triple stacked episode of the show, at least two extended musical sequences. I like this. I thought it was a lot of fun. It felt like a very good, satisfying episode yeah. of the show. So that's about what you would expect, and they delivered. And of course, like you said, the music. Yeah, it rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next film is an odd one. Uh, I believe Travis really liked this one. Mm-hmm. It's Adult Swim's Yule Log. Yeah. I liked it too. It's also on my list. This, I haven't seen it yet. This Holy is shit. One of the strangest pieces of film slash television slash video I've ever seen. Yeah. It is a feature length film. There's a moment in this that is 
remarkably similar to Barbarian. Yes, the the setup is just like Barbarian. The a couple are in a. Well, uh, then I'm gonna hate it. And no, you'll just hang with me. It's different. They're in an Airbnb, and another group shows up. Uh, Plus, the monster's male. So, but in this film. The opening shot is of the Yule Log, as yes. you've seen on video loops and YouTube yeah. things where you can just watch the burning logs. However, there are things happening in the background, and you're like, mm-hmm. is this movie going to be like this the whole time? But then they pan out. Then they pan out, and but there's some really cool camera tricks. There's some really cool low-budget things that they do to keep it interesting. And then it gets crazy. It gets I a, thought it was innovative as hell. It gets Adult Swim crazy. Yeah, uh, You've got five distinct villains in this film mm-hmm. and i'm not going to get into too much more detail than that. yeah anything else would be a spoiler but i liked it as well let's see what i said nothing i can say will prepare you for how amazing and fucked up this movie is um next for me i'm gonna get weird it's weird the al yankovic story uh this came out on apple tv this year and it had performances in Known roles, for example, we've got Daniel Radcliffe playing Weird Al Yankovic. We've got uh, Evan Rachel Wood playing Madonna. We've got Rain Wilson playing Doctor Demento. It's awesome, and I was wondering leading up to this if the movie itself would be a parody biography, and they don't let you down. I watched this this morning, and my review was, uh, accuracy is critical in biopics. These guys nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> it is so bizarrely crazy and off the rails. Uh, I love the pool party scene at Dr. Demento's yes. house. You've got Salvador Dali. Can you Dali. make up a satire song right now <laughs> for Another One Bites the Dust? <laughs> you've got, you, you, have, you have Salvador Dali. You've got uh, Wolfman Jack. uh Andy Warhol, Pee Wee Herman, yes. uh, Divine. I mean, the list goes on and on of every oddball that would never be at a party together, and they're all at this party. Oh, Devo. Devo's the there. So, yeah, there's some fun stuff in there. The whole daddy issues thing of his father wanting him to work at the factory. and uh, Just loved it. I thought I, it was a lot of fun. I said, perfectly satirical biography. Daniel Radcliffe embodies the weird one to a T, and Rain Wilson is very good as Dr. Demento as well. I haven't watched this one yet. You need to. Well, hearing your, I was kind of waiting on you to see it because Weird Al means everything to me. And I'm like, what if they fuck this up? No, it's, it's on point. Okay. It's got Weird Al's fingerprint on it. And apparently. And he's in it too. Weird Al is is a cameo in it. Okay. And he wanted, uh, he's the one that wanted Daniel Radcliffe to play him. For sure. It's got his endorsement. And that was enough for me to go into it saying, okay, let's give it a try. Now, did it make your top 22? Yeah. It's my last one on the list. Yeah. I, I really liked it. Um, Keeping it in the comedy vein, the next movie I'm going to talk about is Bros. Bros. Yeah, I watched it. I loved it. Um, There's parts that, if you're not normalized to it, are a little bit, let's say, unsettling, unnerving, shocking. Like what? The gay sex scenes are... it, It was... It was a lot. I think that that was intentional. Of course. Because for so many people, queerness is... A taboo. And unsettling and scary. So I think he leaned in hard to this strange (laughs) fucking foreplay foreplay that they have, which I think makes it a little bit more approachable. That being said, it's 
one of the funniest rom-coms I've seen lately. Oh, and you know what? I'm so glad you just said rom-com. I'm tired of it being called a gay rom-com. Yeah, it's just a rom-com. It is. It just is. Yeah, that's my point of bringing it up on this list is that it is a rom-com. So what? I mean, and, and what's great about it is that the Billy Eichner and the crew are so self-aware of, of the fact that they're making a gay rom-com mm-hmm. that they even lean into the whole broness of being a, a bro and a cool straight guy. The scene of Billy at the, uh, at the gym, yeah, you know, trying to be all straight and a lot of funny stuff there. Uh, playing. You spot me, bro. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, even poking fun at themselves makes it okay. And Billy kind of went on the offensive on Twitter when it came out saying that, you know, there are people who don't want to see this movie because of the content. And that's unfortunate because I think the film itself on its own, all parts being equal, if this was a straight sex rom-com, it would have charted like crazy Mm -hmm. because it's funny as fuck. It's one of the funniest movies I saw all year. All right. Over to me. Uh, Still a comedy. This was number 186 for me. It's Confess Fletch. I almost put this on my list. Confess Fletch. The long-awaited continuation of the franchise. John Hamm was made for this role. Oh, sorry. I just threw up in my mouth a little. Quit choking on that ham. (laughs) Oh, how fucking dare you? (laughs) And who's he dating now? Shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah, Jennifer Aniston. The Hammistons. I can see it. I mean, Flo turned him down flat. So, in those, yeah, know, in the we got it commercial uh-huh. progressive. Is it progressive? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't have insurance. Is that all you're gonna say about <laughs> Fletch? <laughs> yeah, that's it's great. I I thought that um, if anybody could kind of take because Chevy Chase was still kind of riding his peak at the time that he made those movies, and people didn't know he was a total and utter asshole, and so. John Hamm kind of embraces his assholeness, steps right in. Yeah. Uh, my next film, proving that the uh, format is not dead, I went with Deadstream. No, I don't know what that is. Dead oh, stream. so good. You got to watch it. Deadstream. Is Dead it body horror? Dead, no. no. Deadstream is a Shutter original. It is a found footage slash YouTuber slash Twitch broadcaster point of view horror movie comedy horror and it's great okay oh my god it's amazing say the name again dead stream dead stream okay surprisingly great i could not believe how much i enjoyed the film and i said wow i just when you i I was convinced that that the found footage format was dead Mm -mm. ah okay and it it's not i mean this but there there's some franchises that are still leaning into it with the like the VHS, uh, VHS, and also Unfriended. Yeah, but and... I don't, I don't think you can count the VHS in there anymore, especially after the fucking banger of VHS ninety nine. I, yeah. I haven't seen that, so I don't, I can't argue with you. Well, there. I'm just saying they're pretty fucking self aware, and yeah. it's, it's great minus the first vignette, but it's awesome. Fair. All right, over to me. Uh, we're switching more into the horror sector here it's still kind of a comedy um this is studio 666 studio 666 um rest in peace taylor hawkins yeah it passed away not very long after this was released yeah and it is a horror movie starring 
the band, the Foo Fighters, as themselves, and they're renting a haunted house to record their their next album in. And I said, very funny and over-the-top comedy horror featuring Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters as themselves attempting to record their 10th album in a haunted house. What did you think of this one, Sean? I enjoyed it, and it was a consideration for my list. It did not make it. And I think Dave Grohl is a natural. Dave Grohl is a ham. He's a lot of fun. Uh, the other band members, however, it reminded me of the cameos from the the Wayne's World movies, where you'd, oh, have, okay. you'd have band members come in and lean in to say their lines and yeah. almost look at the camera kind of yeah. thing. Some of those guys are not. They made, weren't ready for. Prime they weren't time. made for film. But Dave Grohl was just such a natural. He's so good, and yeah. it was a lot of fun. He's so lovable too. Yes. Show me one person who doesn't like Dave Grohl. And I'll show you a foot of his walker. <laughs> right. Um, my next film, Brian and Charles. Hey, it's on my list too. Oh my God. So this good. Movie, you know, it's based on a short film. I, I would buy that. Yeah. And uh, it's just the sweetest little heartwarming film. This guy creates, his, he's an inventor and he's mm-hmm. a stucky inventor, but yet he somehow creates an AI companion and it's set in wales yeah and his AI, have you seen this no you know, his ai companion it's really good charles he just wants to like go to the city and and meet people and just communicate and he's trying to keep him kind of tucked away and he's his friend what are you done no i can't there's a lot more i can't stop gushing about this it's film. so good there's a romance involved and then there's a there's a threat from the town do you, what was your question chelsea is Marcel on your list? It's next on my list. Yes. Marcel the, the Shell, Shell Without Shoes. I thought that was 2021. It was a 2021 film. However, it did not make release until 2022. Okay. It would have made my list if it was. I put it on with an asterisk yeah. next to it just yeah. to remind us. So if we wanted to talk about that in the same discussion, we could. So I want to tell you what I said about Brian, Brian, and, Brian Charles. and Charles since it's on my list as well. An unusual... An unusually unsuccessful inventor manages to create a working robot, dry British wit, and throughout. Hmm. Feature (laughs) film debut from Jim Archer based on the short film of the same name. So look out for Jim Archer. Yeah. It's a really sweet story. I think you'd like it. And I guess since Chelsea kind of ripped it, uh, ripped the lid off, Marcel, the the show with shoes on. Yeah. Adorable. So good. Jenny Slate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Adorable. Just heartwarming. The kind of movie that isn't made anymore. Nope. And it's just too cute. And it's done documentary style. Also based on short A film. A short film. Right. What, what What do you keep calling that lady from the CBS Sunday morning show? Oh. What do you call her? Or what the grandma call her? National Treasure. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> she kept referring to her as something funny, but that was cute. Jane Polly? No, Stahl. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Sorry. All right. We're going to cut that out. Sorry. Moving it over to me. We talked about Brian and Charles. We talked about Vesper. I've got Beavis and Butthead do the universe. (laughs) Five stars. Uh, The dumbest science fiction movie ever made. In 1998, Beavis and Butthead are sentenced to space camp by a creative judge. Their obsession with a docking simulator 
<laughs> leads to a trip on the space shuttle and predictably destroy disastrous results. After going through a black hole, they reemerge in our time where they look for love, misuse iPhone, misuse iPhones and are hunted by the deep state. Spoiler. They don't score <laughs> my review. Haven't missed a beat. Still as stupid, hilarious and brilliant as ever. And uh, Stuart, Captain Alto, Stuart said, Haha, you said beat. <laughs> I enjoyed this. I thought it was a great uh, reintroduction of Beavis and Butthead. I loved the uh, Beavis and Butthead from the future. Yeah. <laughs> Drawl. <laughs> How droll. Uh, that was really good. And I think that uh, they did a great job opening the door for other, which I think they, they had several episodes that came out on Paramount plus is that the platform? And, uh, I believe so. Yeah. And so Mike judge has not lost any of his edge. He's the man. Mike judge is the man. Just funny as hell. And he's, he knows how to even make fun of himself. And that kind of happened in this as well. Um, my next movie is, uh, the Northman. The Northman almost made my list. And we can all say it together. How did this movie not make money? Yeah, I have heard some blowback that it was like a white supremacist film. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're going to set a film in Scandinavia. They're all white. And what else are they going to do? You know, Uh, somebody's got to be supreme. No, it's 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 Hamlet. Obviously, and it's it's clearly uh, uh, Viking Hamlet. Very violent. Very violent, and that's what you'd expect, and I thought it was good. Um, I am disappointed that the movie did not break even because now you've got Robert Eggers, who's going to be scrutinized when he brings a project to the table, yeah. which up until now, Robert, been a golden Robert Eggers was just nailing it. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think that that's unfair because the movie is good. Yeah. And I don't know what the conditions were because it was at a March release, February release. And so that's not the best time of year for anything to make cash. But yeah. I, I think the marketing could have been better because what, I mean, what dude bro is not going to want to see a whole bunch of, you know, axe flinging and perhaps it could be hangover from Game of Thrones. Maybe people are just tired of seeing that kind of visceral medieval kind of, uh, you know, I don't know. Cause I don't think people are tired of that. So House yeah, of the dragon was very successful. So yeah. So, so it's a head scratcher for me in terms of why this movie did not do well. Cause I think all the elements are there and it's a entertaining movie with a lot of great cast members. All right, I'm running out of movies here. We've talked about a lot of the same ones. Uh, I've got three more, so... I've got one, two, three more as well. Perfect. My next one is Meet Cute. Meet Cute with Pete Davidson and also Kaylee Kuko. Mm-hmm. Kuko! Um, so this is a time loop movie. I believe you gave it five stars on Letterboxd. five stars. So right. Raking it up there with citizen Kane, everything. <laughs> um, it is well established that I'm a total sucker for time travel movies, but even if I could go back and change that, this is still a great dark rom-com. See what I did. I see go what back, you did there. Go back nice. and change that with nice, time travel. Nicely done. Uh, next movie for me, and I know it's not for you, and it's a trigger for your wife, Banshees of Inishirin. <sighs> Boy. Yeah. I went into it thinking it was going to be a dark comedy. 
there's nothing funny going on in this movie. Yeah, it's cruel. Uh, the only chuckle is that he wants the donkey to sleep inside. Yeah, I mean, it, that part was, was charming. Uh, Brendan Gleeson uh, is, is fucked in the head. Yeah. And um, and this is a reuniting of Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell from who in were in, in Bruges together. Same director. Yeah. Uh, Colin Farrell's a little simple. He's not like Lenny, but he's he's a little simple-minded, and that's why the plot plays out like it does when your friend says, go away, I don't like you anymore. And the consequences kind of are grisly. Uh, and <laughs> enough said? Yeah. Uh, man, that, that movie left me like wanting to watch some stand-up. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's kind of a gut punch. I, yeah. I liked it though. I thought it was pretty cool. It's a very well made movie. Did you did I had I had to have a, a conference with one of our uh, our fellow listeners in terms of what was the significance of the old lady? She is a banshee. She's the banshee. Yes, she is uh, one who foretells of doom, and like somewhere between a witch and a creature, right? The old crone. Yeah. Did you watch what? this one? The Banshees of Inisharan? No. Uh, did you turn on subtitles? Oh, fuck yeah, I did. I did too. <laughs> Although while watching it, I, I found myself not reading the subtitles because I could understand them well enough. All right. Next up for you. Are you rowing? <laughs> Are you I don't rowing? Think, I don't think we're rowing. <laughs> uh, next up for me. We've got, okay, this is the one comedy special I've got on my list. It is Norm MacDonald, Nothing Special. And this is the posthumously released yeah. home-presented stand-up special from Norm MacDonald where he already knew he was going to pass away. Yeah. And so he's telling you all the jokes he wants to tell before he goes wow and it's like i cried i'm a little I, nervous to watch it yeah i cried on this one i said uh the last material norm mcdonald ever recorded before passing away he still had it man damn um next up on my list uh we've talked about it on the show just because of how remarkably gruesome and gory it is terrifier 2 oh my god i can't I can't Ugh. watch it. First of all, I wasn't aware of Terrifier 1. Me neither. And then Terrifier 2 comes out and everybody's like, woo, Terrifier 2. But I can't do that. It's pretty fucking gruesome. I've watched it twice now. And after you get over the initial shock of the gore, then... Especially I'm batching it up. I'm home alone. <laughs> I can't, can't be watching shit no, like that when my don't wife's watch, out of town. Don't watch it now. Don't do it. After, after you get past the initial gore of it, there is actually some biting commentary mm -hmm. and a lot of funny stuff in that, in that film that once you, once you get over that shock factor, there's actually something beneath the surface. Cause initially I was just like, yeah, you know, gory Speaking of, of well gory done, and biting commentary. Did you watch bones and all? No, I started watching it last night and had to turn it off. Okay. Because I was scared. Okay. Do you know what it is? Bones and all mm -mm. it's the new Shalimar. Oh. Timothy Chalamet oh. movie, and it's it's got a cannibalism oh, motif. Uh, honorable mention, Fresh did yep. not make my fresh list. Fresh almost made my list. Oh, fuck you both. I was just about to say that. Then say it. 
Well, no, I was just going to ask, did the, did it make your list? It was and very I, I close. Think, I think you're both incorrect. Yeah, it was very good. Sebastian Stan was fantastic. As and, a, you can't put Terrifier 2 girl, on your list? New girl. What's her name? I don't know. She's so good. She's also where the crawdads sing. I haven't seen that either. You can't put fucking Terrifier 2 on your list and not Fresh. Sure like, you can. That's an easy fucking swap out. I'm yeah. sorry. Fresh over Terrifier 2. Hell yes. Next for you? Uh, my last one that we haven't talked about. It's a little film that this very podcast is credited in. Ah. In the final credits. <laughs> it's a documentary about sci-fi. It's called In Search of Tomorrow. In Search of Tomorrow is my final pick for the best 22 of 2022. And I said, from the team that brought you In Search of Darkness, this documentary explores nearly every aspect of 80s sci-fi. Proud that Cinema Chop Shop could be a backer. Nice. It was a great doc. And yes, we were proud to be part of it mm-hmm. um my final pick it's one that i saw over the holidays it's uh david harbour's violent night oh violent night was so good right it's the amalgamation of die hard and, and bad Ho- santa and home alone yes and it's a lot of fun it's really fun and that's all i mean there's nothing beyond that it's just fun yeah johnny legs is in it he's the bad guy yeah and uh, I like the code names for the bad guys. That mm-hmm. they're, they're, the diehard references are so strong, yeah, and intentional. It was great. Um, I really, I really dug it. I, the only thing I didn't care about was the fact that the uh, the very pompous, rich family who had no redeeming qualities whatsoever kind of made it out the other end okay, and that disappointed me. Yeah, they didn't get their comeuppance. Yeah, there was no comeuppance. There was no redemption other than the the dad and his estranged wife. But, uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. I thought it was cool. Any, Chelsea, final judgment. Any honorable mentions? Anything that we... Yeah, there's three movies that... Well, okay. okay, I'll give you two. There's one that I would have put on my list that you guys might have not. Uh-huh. First one, The Stranger. What the fuck, Sean? That's on my honorable mention the list. Stranger, no, it's not. It's not Stranger an honorable mention. It's on my honorable mention It's not well. an honorable mention. Fuck that both of you. That movie was fucked up. But it was so good. The okay. crane stance. Werewolf by night. Fuck both of you. Okay, okay. To be you fair, fucked up. I took. I, okay, I had a personal. I set, haven't seen okay, Werewolf. By I night. had a personal set of rules. I said no, no specials, no comedy specials. So I took those mm. off my list. Werewolf by night would have been on there because I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. I said Michael Giancino has a huge bright future as a director if he wants to get out of music because he masterfully handled that whole special for Marvel. And uh, while we're on the topic, then for, you uh, fucking put Terrifier two on your list, and you missed three fucking brilliant movies. Does this mean that I won? I think so. He kind of fucked Woo-hoo! up with Terrifier two. The other, the other uh, comedy special I didn't put on my list was Matt Rogers. Have you ever heard of Christmas? <clears throat> Did you watch Who Killed Santa Claus? The no. Murderville mystery. No. Why aren't you jumping in on Matt Rogers? Because I, I that's not She's part of this. Still taken aback. Hmm. She's mad at me. I am. Uh, so well, I one just movie think you that would up. make my honorable mentions that didn't make my list is one that I saw yesterday, and it's got very poor reviews. It's the newest David O. Russell movie, Amsterdam, mm-hmm. with um, Margot Robbie, John oh. David Washington. I just want to see a certain death scene with a certain musician. In that film? Uh-huh. Okay. Um it was actually pretty good. I thought about like, so I watched the first half and then I was like, I'm going to watch the second half later. And I thought about putting on uh, my headphones and listening to something while 
the rest of the movie was playing, but it was just captivating me enough that I kept watching. Well, the uh, um, uh, Christian Bale is the third person. The uh, the the mainstream zeitgeist is that Margot Robbie's uh, ship has sailed. There's two flops in a row for her theatrically. Barbie's coming up next. Do you think Babylon's a flop? According to dollars for dollars, yet yeah, her last two films have flopped in terms of expectations and. I'm going to judge Babylon when I see it. Yeah. Um, and I mean that in the biblical sense. Didn't bring up any documentaries. Uh, Matt Rogers. I'm so sorry. Uh, I have one more honorable mention. That would be an honorable mention on my fictitious It would be list. an honor, please. Yeah. Uh, Fire Island. Fire Island was Fire great. Island. I haven't <laughs> seen it. Yeah. Uh, this is with uh, Dude from SNL, right? Bowen Yang. Bowen and Matt Yang, Rogers. Yeah. But I just think it, the writer-director is um asian the cast is represented multiculturally yeah the, the queerness aspect is fucking represented and it was just another story about love and friendship within and the, and the fire fest yeah within a community that should not seem taboo to you right <clears throat> Uh, it was not the Firefest. It wasn't Firefest. No, I thought Fire this Fest. was the third no. film no. Um, about Firefest. All right, so we're going to talk about now some of the films that Travis left off the list that he rated five stars yes. on Letterboxd. Uh, the Are you Hi- read the reviews. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to read the reviews, but I'm going to skewer you on some of your picks. The Hyperions loved it. In fact, that was on my list tonight. I missed it. Oh, yeah. I don't. Oh really... wait, I that, I had one more. The Hyperions. That's one more. Yes, Hyperion. That's Are you going to have mine. another one? One more? No, yeah, one, the, one, the one, last, one more. The last one was I'm totally fine. Uh, let's see. I'm going to leave off your your specials because you really like you like specials. You like like the Cheryl Crow documentary. Like, that's a documentary. That's not a special. The the George Carlin American Dream. Uh, you like that one? That's a documentary. Yep. Uh, Black Phone. Black Phone was good, dude. See, I I'm one of the few people that did not like Black Phone. I liked it. I, and plus that you gave it five uh, stars. <laughs> the uh, young actress who plays the, uh, the female lead. She liked my review of it. I'm sure she did. It was five stars. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, uh, you did not mention um, Wendell and wild. Wendell and wild is pretty good. This is the long awaited reunitement reunited because it feels so good of uh, uh, Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key. So Key and Peele and of also Keanu fame, uh, they reunited for this animated special and it's good. It's a good movie. So yeah, that's, that's the year in review. Chelsea, anything else? No. You got anything else to say? No, no, I don't. No, I pretty much said it all. So I'm sorry that I did not mention uh, those the the films. I'm sorry that you disagree with uh, Terrifier Two. It's not a top Apolo- twenty two. Apologies 22. are not going to help you now, sir. I know, right? Like it's not a top twenty two of twenty two. Not to say that it's not a good movie, but no, <laughs> no. So Travis, you win. Boop boops. Congratulations! You you get to collect your prize after the show. Hmm. And uh, with that, do we have any final sentiments to send our viewers off into the year 2023? Doesn't sound like a real number. It's it not. really doesn't. It's a fake year. I don't think it's real. It's uh, a simulation. I would say love yourself. Be good to those around you. 
but remember to also have a good time. I would say here's to love. Here's to honor. If you can't come in her, come on her. Ooh, <clears throat> I can't top that. Um, be good or be good at it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, thank you everybody for uh, sticking with us this year on the podcast. We're going to keep the lights on as long as we possibly can. What about plugs? Travisito, do you have any plugs? I want to plug the ramen noodles at Heroes Hideout. Little Tony is knocking out some banging ramen at Heroes Hideout on Pemetta Street. And if you haven't tried it, you got to. Chelsea, do you have any plugs for us? No. No. Haley Bieber? What's your bold prediction for 2023 films? Oh. Hmm. What do you mean? Bold prediction. Make a bold prediction. We'll have our very first new millennium smell-o-vision movie oh where they're pumping a smell into the audience for every scene i think deep fakes are gonna get fucking crazy yeah and we're gonna realize we're gonna realize what a fucking mistake we have made who knew how do i know that you're not a deep fake right i know right who knew that matt parker and trey stone were going to be the ones to profit off of it they sold they they went public they sold their tech for the uh sassy Thing that they did on YouTube with Donald Trump, they've they've expanded that whole platform and made it available to developers and stuff. Well, I'm glad that they made good on that. They could really use the money. Yeah, they're right? gonna they're they're gonna make so much bank. It's gonna be obscene. Um, that's a good that's a good call. I think deep fakes are probably gonna be a, a big development. Really what do you unsettling. think? Um, I think that they're gonna be some major major flops this year in, in film. Well, that's any year. And no, no, I think that some of the biggest expectations are going to be disastrous. Like, I've already said, I think Barbie's going to flop. I think that uh, I think Marvel is going to have a big flop that that they did not expect. Um, what do you What do you think about the um, future of the DCU with James Gunn at the helm? I mean, I think it's in good hands. I think we're and a it few, has potential. I think we're a few years away from realizing what that's going to be. Yeah. Um, but already he's killed off some really bad mojo and gotten rid of some stupid projects that the fanboys. Won't if I were of. in charge of like hiring him, I would definitely wonder where his allegiances are, <laughs> you know, because he's done both sides. That's so meta. That's like this comic book waiting to happen. Yeah. You thought I was on your side, but now <laughs> it is. I, so yeah, I think that uh, I think that there's going to be some big flops that people aren't expecting this year. Does that wrap us up? I think that's going to wrap us up. Why not? You know, uh, we, we're looking for episode ideas for the new year. I think mm-hmm. we're going to try some cool, interesting ideas that are going to go outside the realm of traditional film mm-hmm. for some episodes. And uh, we hope you'll give them a shot. And uh, canoe movies. Yeah, movies about canoes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that that's a thing. The I also River wanted Wild. to do a tree one, the tree movie. Tree, movies about trees. Yeah, Tree of Life, um, where <laughs> the red fern grows. <laughs> Lord, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. The Two Towers. There's those are towers, not trees. trees. Yeah, but I the ants. Oh, the ants. I've right. never seen it, so, so and I'm also anyway. not going to watch it. So, oh, do we want to ask why? I'm not comfortable saying why on the podcast. Okay. Then. <laughs>
why you're not comfortable watching the Lord of the Rings movies? Yeah. Is it because you are insatiably attracted to Elijah Wood? No, it's... Oh, fuck and it. you frantically masturbate every time. You oh come God, to no! Now I have to rectify this. I lost, I lost my virginity watching the first one, and it was so fucking awkward. Same, same. It was so awkward that I'm like, I can't, I can't watch these. Same, same, but different. Yeah. When he came, did he go, my precious? The um, <laughs> I feel the same way about Harry Potter, but it wasn't my virginity. <laughs> What'd you lose? It was just a bad ex girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, that is really going to wrap us up this time. Wow. I promise we're going to leave you alone. For real, for real this time. For real, we're wrapping up. Uh, please rate, review, and uh, tell your friends about the show. And fucking add us, I dare you. Please. It sounds like you're saying add us. No. At. We, please add us and at us on social media. We're both. S- Do both at the same time. We're Cinema Chop Shop on everything except for YouTube, which if you want to watch an audio version of this podcast, check it out. At Cinema Chop Shop Podcast on YouTube. That's going to do it for now. Uh, Travis, thank you for being on the show. Baba Booey. Oh, wow. Bringing it with the originality. Love it. And uh, Chelsea, thank you for doing what you do, for posting all the beers on Untapped. judging everybody. And being judgmental. Hell yeah. Big dabs for you. And uh, you, the listener, we thank you. Please uh, join us next time. And always remember to... Watch Chop Retrofit and Happy New Year! From Catman? From Catman.